0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian.
1: And my name is Isaac. This is your favorite Gundam podcast, where we talk about Gunpla, anime series, Gundam music, the upcoming movie, eventually even Gundam fashion. We talk about everything Gundam, Brian. Everything.
0: And one of those things is Gundam Seed, Isaac. We left off on our last review with our characters stranded in Orb.
1: Oh, Orb orb what what could you possibly represent orb (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes so our heroes aboard the archangel were seeking shelter they got to orb and they decided to kind of wait it out there right brian they
0: did they did so if you couldn't tell today is going to be we're going to wrap up our review of gundam seed the back half and i gotta say i just finished my rewatch isaac about i don't know half an hour ago And I got a lot of questions for you.
1: And you said I came to the right place. That's right. Welcome to Blue Cosmos Headquarters. Uh, My name is Isaac. I'll be happy to assist you. (laughs) So any questions you have, I'll be here to answer them.
0: I'm excited. I got an after-action review list here. Or or a post-mortem list.
1: Well, yeah, a lot of people do die, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So how how would you describe the plot? ...of the back half of Gundam Seed. Because I feel like the back half of this show really picked up... ...in both some good and bad ways.
1: Huh. That's a good way of putting it. On the one hand, it reaches a a level of being unbelievable. And then on the other hand, they really raise the stakes by, you know... ...bringing out the super weapons, an epic final battle... ...and they pretty much do their version of a Bowaku And also a Solomon.
0: Yeah. It's basically the same battle... The last, like, five, ten episodes, they kind of all bled together,
1: to me. Right, yeah. Once they're in space, it pretty much turns into, like, I don't know, like, the plants and what's left of Zaft is really all just in one spot, and they just need to bring all their ships and mobile suits there and battle it out.
0: Pretty interesting. Um, But, yeah, I mean, as of last week, our heroes were in Orb, and, uh, you know, they were being sort of secretly held there, because Orb is quote-unquote neutral. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
1: Yeah, even though they, they helped design the Gundams and all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can call yourself neutral if you really do that. No, they're a nation of Earth, as was explained
0: but, of course, our our Zaft boys, uh, you know, they, they get in with some fake IDs, which I wasn't sure if that was, like, a meta-commentary on the fact that these are these, like, young <laughs> young children and they're
1: really too young to be even fighting in this war. But. but, yeah, everybody will, like, nod and just believe that they're, like, engineers or mechanics or whatever the heck they were supposed to be, right? Yes. They're like, oh, yes. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So they get into or We get introduced to a lot of stuff in the back half. Yeah. Everybody starts having mobile suits, whereas I feel like the mobile suits were maybe more special in the first half and then all of a sudden this in the back half every nation gets a mobile suit, naturals get mobile suits, you know they're just handing these things out uh, like, like candy here, I think right away we are greeted with
1: Orb's new mobile suits, the M1 Astrays what did you think of the Astrays, yeah. Isaac? I mean, I like the colors to an extent they're a little bland I guess, but um, it's, it's serviceable, I guess I don't know. It kind of threw me for a loop, though. Like, really? Orb can afford, like, essentially mass-produced Gundams, but the rest of the Earth Alliance, they just put out these, you know, essentially blue gyms. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh... Um, their look is a lot better than their success. Exactly, yeah. They're, they're essentially gyms that have, like, the cosmetics of a Gundam. Yes. Because battle-wise, oh, they... One shot from uh, one of those strike daggers, yeah, you'll go down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're toast. Because, like, I think in the back half, we definitely reached the point in the show when all of a sudden all the grunt suits become made out of paper. Like, in the beginning of the show, right, even the djinns were sort of tough. Like, they took a
1: few hits. Kira had a hard time, yeah.
0: Yeah, but now in the back half, the djinns. The strike daggers and the astrays—they just fold. Like you flick them the wrong way, and they—they just crumble, which is unfortunate. But so it goes when you're when you're an (laughs) army builder grunt suit.
1: In their defense, though, we're reaching the point where, like, the Earth Alliance—well, pretty much anybody on Orb. So Earth Alliance and Orb—they're fielding beam weapons left and right. Like they don't even use like machine guns anymore, or you know. Conventional weapons, like Zaft is still doing that for some reason, with like you know gins with a uh, machine guns, yeah,
0: that's true. I guess the gin sword yeah. is like the equivalent of the zaku heat hawk, right,
1: right, except the heat hawk superior because it's so much lighter and thinner, and the the gin sword is like I don't know it's too chunky for its own good, yeah, that's fair, yeah, so we
0: see these strays, and uh the Morgan wrote mechanic Erica Simmons gives the seed factor. A name or or defines the acronym. This show loves its acronyms, Isaac. This is probably one of, like, ten acronyms we get in the back half.
1: (laughs) Dare I say this is the first time we've seen Gundam presented as an acronym?
0: Uh, I think you're right. If I remember right, did it have two different acronyms in this show, or was it the same acronym
1: both times? That's a good point. I just remember it being one, which was, oh, God, this is a horrible acronym. (sighs) General Purpose Utility (laughs) Non-Discontinuity... Uh, never mind. I don't even want to say it. I don't <laughs> want to give it credence because it's nonsense. Anyways, continue.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we've had Gundam, uh, and then she says that Seed stands for Superior Evolutionary Element Destined Factor. Oh God. And she she basically just says I think Kira is better than all the other coordinators, and that that's kind of all we got out of her, which was strange. So she's gonna like monitor this guy. So Kira makes makes her a new operating system for the astrays to make naturals be able to pilot mobile suits, it actually allows Moo to pilot the strike later on in, in Kigali. Fig
1: headed natural Moo.
0: <laughs> yeah, but this actually leads me into a, a point I want to ask you about. uh so, Do it. Uh, Archangel refuels in Orb, uh, but the Zaf boys, they, they know they're there because Birdie flies out and goes to Atherin. And then Athrun and Kira, we get this good scene actually, where they they have to pretend they don't know each other in front of the other Zaf boys and in front of Kigali. And Athrun gives Birdie back to Kira. So then the Zaf boys kind of lay in wait, right? And then they right. attack when the Archa- as soon as the archangel leaves. Surprise, surprise! The Zaf boys are, are waiting, and and Kira just kind of mows them all down for the most part. Um, he yeah. kind of embarrasses them. He embarrasses especially Izak. He embarrasses Izak every time they fight. He either he's always cutting <laughs> off his legs. Cutting off mm-hmm. his arms, his head, doing something. Whatever company makes the dual replacement parts, they must be pulling <laughs> in a lot of money.
1: Probably like scarring up his face,
0: any chance he gets. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the battle where uh, Kira kills Nicole because Kira's beating on Athrun. Oh yeah. Ni- Nicole runs in, and Kira
1: kind of just slices him in half. Pretty gruesome death, actually. Yeah, beam saber to the to the face to the yeah. uh, Nicole's face, not his Gundam's face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but, but I don't think that they did a good job overall in this show of showing why the coordinators can more easily pilot mobile suits than naturals. Because once Kira makes like the other operating system for the naturals, I feel like there's not a big gap in skill.
1: I mean, I think this conversation has been had a couple times in the series where they say just because you're a coordinator, you know, you're not handed better results automatically you do have to work for it so you know a mobile suit in the hands of a natural like moo is going to outperform you know a bunch of little flunky grunt coordinator pilots that are in gins or you know other types of uh of zaft mobile suits so again it comes down to the individual a lot and also coordinators are overrated um, so, so, yeah, there's that. For a blue and pure but, world. So, I mean, uh, this is a case of Zaft creating mobile suits first and saying, oh, we're also superior, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, later on, uh, the other faction just making them themselves and being able to catch up and really surpass Zaft, I think. So, but, like, how how bad was
0: that original operating system that the naturals were just like, oh, I can't do it. It's too hard. Like... Uh- i I don't get it like Uh, was it really that bad
1: i i would assume not because weren't the the uh the villainous gundams in production at this time like forbidden and calamity and all that so i i assume they had figured it out in the earth alliance on like you know their end but this was more like kira just kind of being like oh yeah by the way as a pilot here let me customize an operating system. Since I have intimate experience both as an engineer and a pilot inside this Gundam, and I can, you know, g- give you the uh, the training wheels version <laughs> of, a, of, a, of of a pilot system.
0: So yeah, that was my take on that. Because I just I think you know the Kira was embarrassing the other coordinators, and, and maybe it's because he's the the best coordinator of them all. But but still, it's Jesus, he's yeah. Jesus, he's
1: g- Jesus Yamato, it's the second coming of Kira Yamato.
0: So after Nicole gets cut in half. The Zaf boys are very mad, and they basically just try again the next day. And they just, I guess they just try harder or something this time. Maybe they just needed motivation <laughs> this whole time. Because all of a sudden, they just the next day, they just do better. Um, again, I guess they're mad, they're angry. And they, they really get right. Kira on the ropes this time. And the Archangel's just, you know, kind of going down here. Uh, and then that's when athren kills Kira's friend, Toll, who, like an idiot, went out in the sky grasper and thought he could do a good job. Which is maybe one of the more gruesome deaths in the show, Isaac. And I think they show it about every other
1: episode after it happens. They replay it all the time. And <laughs> then it just cuts off and you never hear about it again. Like, people forget about him. <laughs> you know, we never hear about him again in, like, the last quarter.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, Mirielia was, was really upset about it for about an episode. And then Atherin ends up joining and then all, kind of all is forgiven. But, yeah, this dude took, like, the Aegis's beam boomerang to the face which by the way I still don't understand the beam boomerang. Does it does it have like a jet on it? Or is it just a boomerang?
1: I don't know. It's it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it's powered by human emotion. <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> I can't tell you because it doesn't look like it makes sense, but here
0: we are. <laughs> so during that fight, Athren kinda kicks Kira's ass, to be frank. Yeah. Basically had Kira de- dead to rights. He ends up using the mobile armor mode of the Aegis, uh, which is pretty neat, I guess, when it's when it used correctly. And he latches onto the strike, and basically point blank, he's going to blow him up with that that chest cannon thing. But he runs out of power, uh-huh. which is a bit of a gimmick they rely on too much, I think, in the back half. So he runs out of power, he can't fire it, so instead, he self-destructs his suit, which Atherin has this thing about self-destructing his own suit. Maybe it's like a deep-seated personal issue. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he essentially blows himself up point blank with the strike. I mean, Atherin gets out before he blows up. But at that point, you uh-huh. think Kira's dead. But you find out basically the next episode that somehow Kira is all of a sudden in a plant with Lacuse.
1: Yeah, that came out of nowhere.
0: I did not really like that. And the explanation was that Lacus's, I guess, friend or or. Yeah. Random random dude who, like, lives in the same plant as her, whose name is Reverend whatever. He right. happens to run an orphanage on the same island that they were fighting, and then Kira, I, I don't know, I guess he must have flown out of the cockpit in the explosion or something, and the Reverend found him, and he was like, hey, you have the seed. I should take you to Lacousse. That part made no sense to me. Is
1: there, is there a way to make sense of this? It was very much a, um, you know, the, the writing dictated illogical things happening you know of course he was on that island of course the reverend that's fighting for peace is friends with lacus because she's also fighting for peace right and then of course he somehow managed to bring him back to the plants and of course now he's going to be here among the plants and have an all too brief stay to hijack another gundam (laughs) (laughs) he was there for hours (laughs) he
0: was he got better he took, took a nice little nap and i guess that coordinator
1: body just healed up real nice what i didn't like about that is it felt like a missed opportunity to have kira kind of maybe stay in the plants and like i don't know i guess lakas wouldn't do this there would have to be someone else maybe patrick even maybe patrick would be like you know i came to visit you and you know don't you remember you used to hang out with atherin or something <laughs> but um it would have been such a good opportunity though for like you know, Kira would be given a sort of a tour of the plants for a few episodes and be told, like, see, we built our own society. They're trying to kill us on Earth. We're just trying to survive. This. You know, you can have a home here. You're really among your people now and all that stuff. But we never got it. Instead, Kira's already sold on fighting Zaft. He just wants to hijack a Gundam and get back to Earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't think we ever got a conversation between Kira and Patrick Zala, did we?
1: Um,. If we did, it was, it all felt pretty shallow to me. Like, you know, I'm fighting for the plants in my home, or, you know, like, yeah. my mother was at Junius 7 or something.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I mean, Patrick Zala, he put, pro- you know, he, if they were hanging out when they were younger, Patrick
1: Zala probably cooked Kira dinner all the time or, or something. Yeah. Just the most hate-filled cooking you've ever experienced, Brian. <laughs> just him yelling in the kitchen and like, it's like he, the, he always, like burns, the spiciest the, he always food. burns the eggs. You know, he's like, eh, <laughs> "I wish I could boil the earth like these eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill you, yeah. naturals. <laughs> Fry their skins like this bacon. I'm serving you boys for breakfast." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know if the Gundam Cafe has any Patrick Zala items on the menu, but they should add some some really aggressive, like burned foods yeah. or, or like really spicy foods exactly. that just no one wants.
1: It's just, it's just red and angry, and like the plate. <laughs> the plates always served to you like. Uh, well, because of the, because because the later use of nuclear weapons, it's like the plate's always been in the microwave. Like that plate, <laughs> that plate gets nude for like five minutes, and like we all say, "Hey, the plate's hot." It's Patrick Zala style. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Like you know, you've seen sugar candy, right? Like yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like gla- so it's like glass, right? Yeah, um, we do that, but like it's in the shape of like a shattered plant, and like that's <laughs> junior <laughs> seven, and like that's served, oh. and it's like it's Patrick Zala's. His wife's resting place. <laughs> <laughs> it's called
0: the It's called is, the Bloody Valentine.
1: Yeah, well, here, you order the Bloody Valentine. We only serve this in February here <laughs> at Gundam Land. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so yeah, I didn't I didn't like that. I
1: thought that was like way too convenient for the plot. Being a convenient. While well, we're on the subject of this event, uh, God, Lacus, essentially. Having access to any military location, right? <laughs> she pretty much they just walked up to the Gundam in a military base and like he was able to get in. You notice that? Like
0: I did. No there was
1: no like ID or anything. You know, he just did like a few salutes and he was in the right color <laughs> uniform and they let him in anywhere.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. It all goes back to our idea that Gundam should really have keys.
1: Yeah, you got me. I mean You've been saying this for years, Brian. Like I have. So many have. every Gundam hijack in history could have been avoided with a key or some yeah. sort of
0: biometric, you know, indicator. I think Banagher had it correct in Unicorn when he like locked it, and he was the only one that could
1: pilot it. Yeah, that made that made a lot of sense. Actually, X does something like that too. I think right because it only has like one joystick that works with the Gundam, right? And uh, oh yeah, Jerry, like he always carries that thing around with. him. That's right.
0: I mean, I guess Kira does it, like in the beginning of this, right? D- Mood tells them to like lock the strike when they go to Artemis, yeah, and then they can't start oh. it and they get upset. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, ironically, <laughs> they were preventing access to it from their own allies. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was but wise. Not. not but still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes. But you would <laughs>
0: think if you're if you're to your point, you, to, you would think that if you're Patrick Zala, and the one thing that you don't want to fall into enemy hands is the Enjamer Cancellers which we'll get to those in a minute, oh, but the yeah? NJM or
1: Cancellors, you'd think you'd put a lock on those. God, I, well, that wouldn't have worked anyways, because uh, La Crusade was involved in all that, wasn't he? True, but I just, you so, know, the, yeah. the justice and the freedom, they should have been should have been locked up behind, but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I w- <laughs> let's try to hypothesize in our own mind. At, at like, a U.S. Army base, w- would they let Johnny Depp kind of, like, walk anywhere? <laughs> Would like <laughs> who's big? Like could Ryan Gosling like actually get to like a silo if he wanted to <laughs> or something? I mean I
0: guess so if it was lacuse, right, it would be yeah. who's like our lacuse Is who's that La like today? I'm, like today who's our lacuse? Is I that don't like no you know, Cardi B or like Selena Gomez? Cardi or something? or no, like Ariana
1: Grande or something, I, right? Okay. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Billy Taylor Eilish. Swift. Could Billy Eilish get to the bridge <laughs> of an aircraft carrier? <laughs>
0: maybe not even in
1: uniform or anything yeah i think she would get pretty far i think so too they'd be like what what is she gonna do you know what yeah you just hit the nail on the head right here so all the enlisted would let her in right but the actual officers you know they're older so they'd be wondering like who is this person is this like a senator's daughter is the senator on board or something (laughs) (laughs) and then like it'll be too late they're like she'll be on the bridge taking selfies and then like you know the captain will be like okay you need to leave (laughs) and then before you know it Billie Eilish is piloting away your nuclear submarine
0: yep there
1: she goes (laughs) she just stole the prototype she's going to ZAFT
0: (laughs) she took Space Force's most fearsome weapon Mm. right from out under our nose
1: (laughs) alright it made sense then in that case
0: there you go Russia We, we gave you your plan
1: Enlisted will do anything for like a pretty smile. <laughs> All right, <laughs> continue.
0: Um, so, you know, Athrun on the other hand, he gets found by Kigali. and Orb turns him over to Zaft because you know they're neutral; they can't keep people. And so when a- when Athrun gets home, this dude gets a promotion because he you know he blew up the strike, and he he gets reassigned off of like uh, Rau's team, and he gets uh, he gets awarded with a new Gundam, the, the Justice Gundam. Uh, which has the N-Jammer Canceller, Isaac? So this—what a terrible name! First of all, <laughs> <laughs> you don't just keep adding adjectives or or nouns to
1: the name; you, yeah. you got to come up with a new name. Not necessarily, Brian, because you know what ZAFT calls the body armor of their infantry? It's called bullet cancellers. <laughs> 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 and the rain gear—the rain gear that all ZAFT troops have—it's called rain cancellers. <laughs> put so on, your, I put on your precipitation canceller. <laughs> All hand soap that's available—it's called germ cancellers. <laughs> now that we're in the rainy season here in uh here in beautiful California, <laughs> like when you go out with your wife, are you gonna tell her like, hand me that rain <laughs> canceller? <laughs> she's gonna. She's, she's not gonna, gonna like, talk what? to me, yeah. <laughs> She's gonna schedule you for an appointment with like your doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's saying funny things. <laughs> Something's wrong with him. He's been in quarantine too long. Yeah. She's like, honey, this isn't a doctor. This is an infection counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue.
0: <laughs> so the end the jammer counselor, I mean, I guess that is in the name, right? It it cancels the effect of the end jammers uh, sure. basically re-enabling <laughs> Or you, you could just
1: say nuclear reactor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it basically just allows you to use a nuclear yeah. reactor again. So then I got to wondering, like, how do n jammer work? And I, I didn't I didn't look up too much into it, but in my in my head, I guess I didn't bother to like think how do n jammers even work? First of all,
1: <laughs> that's that's even more of a leap because we can't wrap our heads around that, right? This is technology that like how do you stop a nuclear reaction from happening? You know, using like an an energy field or whatever the heck they're doing. But please continue. <laughs> I looked it up. So apparently. Again, I
0: spent five minutes with this on the wiki, but the, the N-jammer works by stopping the flow of free neutrons, which I'm not sure how you do that, uh, but obviously it's some sort of energy field, given that they had to launch a bunch of N-jammers into the Earth, and you know they needed a bunch because they're only effective within a certain range, so there's some, some sort of energy field, right? F- fine. It's a dirty coordinator technology. <laughs> I can go with that. Um, so the N-jammer canceler, I, I look, looked up how that must work. And in my head, I was like, okay, it must create some sort of localized field that cancels out the other field, that, which then enables, you know, whatever the N-jammers were, were stopping. And that's actually basically what right. the wiki says. It, it says that anything that uses a nuclear reactor has to be equipped with an N-jammer canceler because it basically creates a localized sort of anti-N-jammer field, it's something small. Yeah. But I was like, well, that doesn't really answer how it works. Right, so then uh, it just says that they're they're based on some material that's found in abundance on Mars, but the people who mine it on Mars keep it secret. So it's just kind of <laughs> like a it's kind of like an unobtainium.
1: I was about thing. to say that is exactly what we call it. It'll be unobtainium. Yep, it's, it yep. stops it stops uh, nuclear reactors from working. How does it work? Uh, it's made out of endobtanium. <laughs> I knew I had asked too many questions when it when I got to the the
0: sentence that said, "Well, it, it uses materials from Mars," and I was like, "Ah, I bet it does," because you know what Mars wasn't mentioned at all in the show. <laughs> 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 I dug
1: too deep. Cut to like Mik- Mikazuki on Mars, like mining this material. <laughs> oh, a small child. What, no <laughs> what if idea? it's all related? Yeah <laughs> Maybe. Oh, it is. Turn A. Turn A, everybody. There you go. Google there it. You go. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming for you, Moonlight Butterfly. Boiler alert 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, where does that leave us? Well, the Archangel continues on its way to Alaska, but at the same time, ZAFT is enacting their plan called Operation Spitbreak, Isaac. And yeah. the the common th- thought was that ZAFT was going to target Panama for Operation Spitbreak. But they didn't. Right. What did they target instead?
1: No. They targeted Josh A. All the plans to attack Panama or distraction. They don't even care about the spaceport, Brian. They don't even care about the mass driver. All they want to do is wipe out the bulk of the Earth Alliance remaining military at Josh A. Also known as Joshua. Actually, they call it Joshua, huh? Some people call it Joshua,
0: and some people call it Josh A. I did notice that Ramius called it Josh A. like towards the end of the show. Yeah, but okay. I think before that, people were saying Joshua, which is more of like an acronym I think, version of it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I think the acronym is literally Josh A., but everybody probably, you know, yeah, in they the just add just the says U. Joshua. Yeah, you know, which I I assume it's Joint Operations Strategic Headquarters Alaska. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: I don't know what the actual acronym is, but that I hope Our it's acronyms
1: and the Earth Alliance are better. Then the acronym's (laughs) in ZAFT, those dirty coordinators. Please continue, bro. (laughs) But there's a lot of like 3D
0: chess going on here because uh, apparently the Earth Alliance anticipated this, and they built this massive (laughs) super weapon. Who
1: could have told them? Uh,
0: (laughs) I I don't know. This massive super weapon underneath the Alaska base. And what is that called, Isaac? I think it's one of your favorites.
1: Oh, this is a beautiful thing. This is a super weapon called Cyclops. I think it's spelled all caps, but they, I don't think they ever tell us what the, uh, the acronym is. So, Cyclops, when they show it, it's like this massive, massive cavernous I don't even want to say a room, uh, literally a, ca- a massive cavern. And it's filled with these giant dishes pointing upwards. And it's essentially a microwave weapon. It looks like it superheated the air and caused everything to explode, including people. So, you know, we've all seen those YouTube videos where people put a grape in the microwave and then turn <laughs> it on, and the the, the the heating of the water particles causes the grape to essentially turn into plasma real quick, right? It flashes and it's gone. That's pretty much what this weapon does, except in like a massive area for, you know, hundreds of square miles, it seemed. It
0: was not pretty. So basically, ZAFT attacked. Yeah. The Earth defended itself, but the officers at Joshua sort of retreated and basically said, "Oh, defend the base, guys. We're gonna go over here now," and kind of left a lot of their well, forces there, just enough yeah. to
1: to trick ZAFT into into coming in. Specifically, Eurasian forces, because uh, right North uh, Atlantic Federation was the bulk of the troops that were able to, you know, oh, I think they were said they were redeploying, right? <laughs> They're conveniently redeploying.
0: (laughs) Yes. Before that happened, though, we got a good... Another instance of Rao being Rao and maybe him having an ulterior motive here because he actually found out about the Cyclops system before the Earth Alliance used it, but he didn't bother to tell Zaft, right? He could have told Zaft and said, Hey, everybody, don't go any further, but he didn't. So, clearly, Rao is not exactly... 100% 100% aligned with Mr. Zala. And as a result, Good. a lot of Zaf's attacking forces go into Joshua. And as Isaac said, you know, they get essentially microwaved uh, alive, along with a lot of um, yeah. Earth Alliance forces as
1: well. It's a, it's an insane number, I think. Like like 80% of the attacking force, the Zaf force was killed or something. It's something massively mm-hmm. high.
0: Yeah, I lost track of a lot. Cause, <laughs> so in the back half of the show, both sides lose healthy percentages of their fleets multiple times. But there were so many percentages given that I forgot what percentage of a percentage we were at by the end of the show. But yeah, Isaac's right. I, I think they did say 80% from the the Joshua attack. But I, I wasn't clear if that was all their forces or just the Earth forces. You know, like the ones on Earth, right?
1: Well, I mean, a lot of their forces attack from space to get to uh, Josh A., but um yeah, I true. assumed it to meant like out of the forces attacking, which meant it was a bulk, not a bulk of their forces, but a sizable part of it at least. Yeah. so things are uh, if your population's in the millions to lose like a lot of your military, it probably isn't good, you know, compared to the Earth Federation, which is in the billions and you know a couple of drafts and they'll be back to uh, the regular <laughs> normal numbers they'd normally have <laughs> right. The one
0: thing I did not like about that battle was uh-huh. the Earth Alliance forces who were in Alaska. They kept waiting for reinforcements from Panama. And I was like, that is not remotely close to Alaska. It's going to take those people forever to get there. (laughs) Did you
1: notice that? Yeah, I was trying to put it in my head. I was like, okay, were reinforcements already on the way prior to the battle? You know, and that's like saying, we're waiting for reinforcements from Panama. You know, the ETA is three hours, so we essentially need to hold out for three hours. Or did they mean maybe that like... Panama was going to use their mass driver to put some troops into space, and then they'd be able to sort of, oh, like fly know, down. Real yeah, quick. W- they'll be able to show up within you know hours to reinforce. Right. So I was like, okay, whatever. Then again, you know, who knows what the the officers leaving told the remaining troops? Like, you know, maybe they said reinforcements from Panama will be here soon, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they left. So you know, those troops could have been believing whatever misinformation they had.
0: Yeah, I, I guess just in the heat of the moment, if you're like, "Oh, we need help now," I hope Panama gets here soon. Yeah, y- you should really be hoping that somewhere else that the- that they're coming from somewhere else in Alaska, which by itself is like enormous. That was that was Private
1: Daniels. He failed geography. <laughs> 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 he has no idea. Like he, he's from, <laughs> I don't know, maybe from like a part of the world. It's like he has no reference where like Panama is, how close to it is to uh, <laughs> to Alaska. He's not from North America. <laughs>
0: oh boy so Earth Alliance activates the Cyclops system Zaf takes a fat L on that one meanwhile in, in the plants Athrun finds out that Lacuse gave the freedom Gundam to his pal Kira and Kira flew down and saved the Archangel and so Athrun goes and to find Lacuse and, and he basically you know shakes her down and he's like why did you do this this is unforgivable that has an Njammer canceler you can't give him that uh, and he actually even points a gun at Lacuse which I thought was a little extreme yeah. Didn't think that was a good look On Atherin's character well. yeah, yeah just a smidge huh <laughs>
1: Things are bad just take
0: out a gun <laughs> Oof So then what I thought would happen next Was really strange and again I don't know if this is Where they wrote themselves into and they needed to Get to the next big set piece So Zaf takes Heavy losses at Joshua from Cyclops system and then they immediately Were like well that sucks but let's Go destroy Panama t- To to, you know <laughs> strike back and then if i'm if i'm remembering right isaac they go to panama and they basically just like take panama without any trouble yeah they're in trouble like really briefly when the earth alliance brings out the strike daggers and then all of a sudden it's like oh you know uh-oh earth alliance has mobile suits now watch out and the strike daggers are doing a number on the zaft suits but then zaft uses this like I-, I don't know was it an emp thing that only affected the Earth Alliance yeah. suits, but how did it only affect the Earth Alliance suits? Am I dumb? How did? W-
1: Maybe ZAFT was like clever enough that they they were like, okay, even if they send out their own mobile suits, the Earth Alliance and Naturals are dumb enough to not have EMP shielding. You know, we've had EMP shielding since day zero, so let's let's use an EMP weapon on the off chance it'll work. And guess well, what? It paid off.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I'd say it worked because it like annihilated basically all the Earth Alliance. and
1: Zaft took over Panama. See, Brian, none of this would (laughs) have happened if we followed my plan to put a Cyclops system at every base. (laughs) We would have fried those coordinators the moment the base was in trouble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're right. The Cyclops system was brutal, but what a tactic that was. Have we seen that in other Gundam
1: series? I don't think so, right? Uh, No. The closest, I think, would be Solar Rain, your own troops, your own fleet. Yeah was able to recognize the Cyclops originally because he saw it used almost in the same way on the moon in some early, early battle during the Bully Valentine War right yeah other than that no we've ha- we haven't seen such a masterful use of luring your enemy in essentially losing the battle but making it so painful for your enemy that they lost the battle also
0: yeah and like you said the Cyclops system was massive it must have taken them months at a minimum to build that thing
1: yeah. It was cooking for a long time, Brian. A lot of communication with um, a special someone between Earth and him.
0: So I, I assume this is, this is Rawl's doing, you believe?
1: Absolutely. I think bit breaks intended. True Target was leaked. Moneybags' uh, Murata Azrael was able <laughs> to, you know, kind of put the pedal to the metal in terms of getting a psych system where it needed to be. And then, you know, everything else just fell into place.
0: So uh, the thing we haven't discussed yet is now we we enter the moment of of great decision for our our protagonists here. So while our heroes were at Alaska, it was it became clear to them that the Cyclops system you know was going to go off, and they had to make a choice that was to either continue obeying their orders from the Earth Alliance, or sort of go rogue and kind of abandon the abandon the mission. Well, Ramius ended up telling everyone that the Cyclops system was there, and you know basically told everyone to flee because they were going to die now obviously right. a lot of people still died but by doing so they can't really go back to the earth alliance so instead they go to orb our old pals at orb we're now back at orb we're going like to orb and back and from orb now we're back at orb going in circles here <laughs> and here your your pal Azrael now becomes a main character at, the, at, the, at this
1: point mr Thank blue God. cosmos himself someone with some sense <laughs> <laughs> finally the adults are in the room <laughs>
0: Isaac loves his dictators uh, or his wannabe dictators
1: may I just say that that is a a fine suit sir it takes a lot of confidence <laughs> for a man to wear a teal suit in any time frame or any timeline <laughs> have you seen his Instagram and TikToks like he's so popular with his teal suit <laughs>
0: I bet him and uh, Billie Eilish Or maybe they do some TikToks together
1: Probably yeah Why not I mean The, the color palettes it's a match
0: <laughs> So Mr. Asriel here uh, This part of the story Moved very quickly right uh, We found out that now the Earth Alliance They basically lost all their spaceports And so they need some more spaceports their, Or their mass drivers essentially And Orb happens to have two mass drivers mm-hmm. So Asriel's like hey we should just go Take theirs and it's time for them to choose a side. They they can't be neutral anymore. And so he he basically tells like the Earth Alliance Council, "Hey, I'm gonna go persuade them." And then that like the next scene is literally him and like all of the Earth fleet just like heading to Orb. And
1: I was like, "Wow, that was <laughs> like that escalated quickly." Did you, did you notice that? Yeah, it was. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure what did he tell them. You think like it's okay? Like I'm going with the ambassadorial, you know, fleet. It's. <laughs> It's just a few ships, guys. It'll be all right. And then, like, he ends up taking, like, the fleets from, like, all... Like, from, like, five of the oceans. <laughs> it was uh, it was quite ridiculous.
0: <clears throat> and at this point, Azrael has his new... So, you know, I've been calling the, the Zaft boys the Zaft boys. So he has his own little trio of boys now. Azrael's boys. And was this just, like, a gimmick that didn't age well, Isaac? But they, they use a lot of, like, gamer puns. Like, they call everybody a noob. And, they, and when they get... Repairs. They say like you know, thanks for the, the healing potion. I don't know. It, it didn't didn't quite age well.
1: I don't think. Maybe, probably, but I mean, that was just one of the guys, right? The one pilot that like his his downtime idea is like he only games. You know. Yeah. Maybe the other pilot that was like. I don't know the the reader or something would be like, or or the music I would be like, oh, this new upgrade's gonna hit all the right notes. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do they all have like a gimmick, like, or <laughs> like ah, this <laughs> this next battle will be the next chapter in my life. <laughs> yeah, or, or
0: these guys were were pretty messed up. You know, I believe they're referred to as the extended. Wh- how would you describe them, Isaac? They take pills.
1: Well, le- let's clear something up, Brian. I would describe them as patriots for the Earth Alliance <laughs> fighting for a blue and pure world <laughs> against the filthy orbital enemies, which are coordinators. That's what I describe them as. Maybe they have a little bit of a, a pill problem. Maybe they need a little, a little happy pick-me-up now and then. Some uh, of some, uh, Grandpa's cough medicine, you know, injected into their arms to keep them going. Hey, we all got some problems. They got they're working through it. You know, after the war we'll we'll get them <laughs> yeah. some help. But until those then, in glass
0: houses don't you
1: know, don't <laughs> <break> stones. <laughs> when this war's over we'll figure it out, but until then, roll up your sleeve and uh, make a fist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so the these guys are you know enhanced enhanced naturals, but due to the enhancements they have to take these pills that basically keeps them out of these withdrawal symptoms. And they have new Gundams, Isaac. We have Calamity, Raider, and Forbidden. So a Mm -hmm. whole new set of enemies on the battlefield.
1: These guys, they didn't have a lot of personality to me, Isaac. Did these guys work for you? I would have liked... To hear and see more of them, actually, like it would have been cool to see them with the other characters, really rubbing them the wrong way, or maybe like having really vulnerable moments with, you know, the other characters, where they're like, oh, you know, it, these guys are, yeah, they clearly didn't have a lot of options, and you know, I guess, you know, if if Asriel is holding your leash, you, you kind of got to go in a battle no matter what. I'm a kind of a fan of Forbidden Gundam. It's the it's the cool one that has like a like it has like this hood thing that goes over it it's got those shields it carries around the other ones i'm not too big on though
0: interesting that's the one i like the least out of the three wow yeah (laughs) yeah
1: well which one do you like the most let me say that
0: calamity i think looks good and it would fit right in in like gundam x or gundam wing yeah that design strikes me as very gundam x it reminds me a lot of gundam leopard from gundam x okay um, I like it because it has a. It's, it's green. It's kind of neat. We don't see a lot of green Gundams. It's got a decent color scheme. Seems like a cohesive design. Raider's the one that turns into like the bird mode, right?
1: Yeah, a little quick flight mode thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, the 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 Gundam mode, I think, looks like an aerial bot from Transformers in in a good way. The aerial bots are one of those like <laughs> combiner teams that combines into like the bigger oh. transformer.
1: Oh my God, Brian! If you squint your eyes, it's Starscream. <laughs> Yeah, right. It look it looks like a transformer. <laughs> they made Starscream. <laughs> yeah, totally,
0: absolutely. And there's an aerial bot that has like a black and red color scheme. I forget which one it is, but transformer. If there's a Transformers yeah. fans, they'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the bird mode is cool, except I I could never take that stupid Gundam face in the bird's chest seriously. Like it'd be flying yeah. towards you, and there's like a Gundam head there, and I was like, oh, what what is that? A little silly. Um, so that that always threw me off. But be, besides that, I, I thought that one was okay. Um, forbidden. I don't know. It, it just I didn't. I didn't like the beam curving gimmick. Uh-huh. I thought that was kind of silly.
1: My logic with that is, why didn't we put that on everything? Like <laughs> you don't even really need a point at this point. <laughs> well, why is Mirage Colloid not on everything? God, I yeah. mean, we we can't. Well, writing reasons, but in episode zero, the Earth Alliance put like Mirage Colloid around like five ships and got them to the plants without being noticed. The war would have been over in minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put put the Mirage Colloid on the nukes. Yeah, I mean they would have never. <laughs> they had no idea where they're going. <laughs> All right. anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I didn't like that hood thing. I thought the backpack was just too big. I actually thought the like the just the base Gundam for Forbidden looked pretty good. It reminded me a lot of like Gundam Mark Two. Uh huh. But yeah, I don't know. the 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 hood thing looked like a like a Xeon
1: amphibious mobile armor. That's why I like it. Oh, there you go. I'll admit though, it's a it's a bit of a clunky design. Like to an extent, it might be half baked. It's got those big clunky shields, right? Its whole hood, little turtle shell backpack thing that it does is maybe a bit too oversized for it. But I don't know. It's got a special place for me. I'm like, I don't even. I couldn't even tell you which one of the extended pilots it. You know, they're just replaceable to me. But
0: (laughs) absolutely. That that's my point. Is that we only knew them together, and we didn't know any backstory. So I don't really know who they are, and so those guys didn't really work for me because if it's going to work for me, I either need to love them as a character or I need to really love their suit, and I didn't really love any of their suits. I didn't really know who they were.
1: Missed opportunity. I would have loved to learn more, get down their little story and all that, but not going to happen.
0: I think it would have been neat if when they came out of their, I don't know, extended mode, maybe they got more sane, and we, we could maybe hear more about them
1: oh, they were like pretty sympathetic or nice guys yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. maybe
0: more of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing rather than just I'm maybe. crazy all the time. Yeah,
1: or they turned out they were like students that, yeah, I don't know, they were with Kira or something or I don't know. Yeah, Maybe they'd, they'd run across the other characters, you know, earlier in their lives or something and now they're adults. Yeah. Who knows? Totally.
0: And maybe it's just too many characters, too little time at this point, right? Because we're, we're in the home stretch here.
1: Yeah, it was more, okay, we have to introduce bad guy Gundams under Azrael's essentially direct control. Who would pilot them? Pretty much bad guys. Okay, here are the yeah. bad guys. That's it. Yeah.
0: The one thing that the Forbidden did have going for it was it had, like, the beam deflection stuff, uh-huh. which basically made the Freedom Gundam pretty useless against it. And Kira kept just kind of shooting him with the beams, and I was like, Kira, it's not working. And <laughs> for for how smart Kira is... He really didn't change up his strategy too much against Forbidden. And every time he'd shoot him, the Forbidden guy would just kind of laugh.
1: And I was like, "Ah, uh, this again. <laughs> I mean, in Kara's defense, like he's usually fighting like 15 mobile suits at once. So, you know, it becomes a shooting game at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: So, yeah, also here's where moog gets the strike. You know, Orb fixes the strike after Atherin kind of blew it up. My understanding is it only happens in the special edition, which is what we watched. on both, both Isaac and I watched this on Funimation's new service. It's the one that has the new dub. Uh, and Moo equips all the striker packs at once to become the the perfect strike. Uh, and I was like, what a boss move that Moo! What a good what a good guy. <laughs> and he, here's also one of his best lines of the show when when he finally kisses Romius because now they're not like technically.
1: Yeah, the rogue.
0: yeah they're they're rogue they can do whatever they want i mean screw the chain of command now so you know he just goes ahead and kisses the captain and she says oh i apparently she had a boyfriend before and he was a mobile armor pilot and he died and he says good thing i'm pilot a mobile suit (laughs) i was (laughs) like "Ah, got her got her got her moo that was smooth so okay then this is another so similar to the reverend thing isaac this next thing really bothered me okay so uh, our, our heroes are holed up at Orb and Orb is going to have to make a stand now because Azrael is coming and he's basically saying hey you're going to join Earth or you're or you're done we're going to take you out so Orb decides to not give in and make a stand fools that's those fools <laughs> and, um, and it's not obviously not going well right? so they retreat and their plan is to send this ship called the Kusanagi into space um, and it's basically like a proto-archangel it's kind of the same ship which, fine, that's fine, you can do that. So, Lord Azumi, he reveals to Kigali that he gives her the picture that K- Kigali and Kira are siblings. And then he he makes Kigali get on to the Kusnagi. And then him and like the other important people in Orb blow themselves up. Why didn't he just get on the ship? There was no need for him to blow himself up. They, they could have remote detonated the, the place. <laughs> that served no purpose.
1: That was so stupid. I mean, I guess so, yeah, but I don't know. I'm trying to think like well, it couldn't be a bomb that has to explode by like the hand of the Lord and like his little little local surrounding supporting lords, right? Those other guys there, right? Maybe yeah. it was a case of like he felt that so many had died on orb during the course of the battle that it would be wrong for him to leave you know, if the nation will fall, the Lord must fall with the nation. I
0: guess, but he could have still, he could have blown it up, got on the ship, and pretended to have died, and then came back later on when they solved, when they sorted out the conflict. It just, it doesn't make any sense. It it makes sense to sacrifice yourself if uh, you had to, right? So, for example, in uh, Rogue One, the the sacrifice made sense there, because they had to be on the planet in order to do the thing they were trying to do. Here, he literally says, "Ah oh, bye I really it really sucks we have to do this and then he like walks back down the ramp, goes into the thing, pushes the button we don't need to do that
1: come on yeah I mean on the one hand you have a really valid point because can you imagine like from a political perspective how How much more weight it would have if Lord Izumi was like, you know, in space and, you know, clearly the Earth Alliance is being run by like, you know, warmongers because they leveled our peaceful nation where we're neutral, you know, just him essentially being a mouthpiece for why the war needs to kind of close. Maybe they could have even kept him going to like the final episode where he could broker the peace, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But
0: I don't know. That really bothered me.
1: Yeah. For 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 Kigali's development, they needed him to go away.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it was dramatic. I get it in the show, but if you stop and think about it for a sec, I was like, oh, that makes zero yeah. sense. She's like, you could get on the ship. There's
1: like so much room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: there's plenty of room. It, you know, you could even take all of his friends. It, it wasn't. It's an, they weren't cramped. in Brian over by the window, like, hey, is he coming? <laughs> <laughs> nope. They're, we're good. We're just gonna blow ourselves I up now. Just finished preparing his room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the Archangel and the Kusanagi, they lift off into space and they decide to go to these abandoned colonies called uh, Lagrange Point 4. If you want to know what a Lagrange Point is, go listen to our uh, yeah. s- Space Colony <laughs> podcast where we talk about Lagrange Points. Look at that, Isaac. I think 30 that. weeks ago, we covered that. Well, you know what?
1: It's coming back. We can see the future. <laughs> <laughs> if only Lord Izumi could see his own death coming. <laughs> And so they lift
0: off into space, and things are not going well in ZAFT. Lacus is now like on the run. She's broadcasting anti-ZAFT propaganda, or anti-Zala propaganda, I should say. And yeah. I think here in the special edition, Isaac, I don't know if you caught it, but they added like a Shin cameo and a Ray cameo. I think it was around episode thirty-nine-ish. Huh? Um, they showed him at like I, it must have been like a training academy or something. It was it was real quick. I was like, "Oh, is that Shin?" And I think they went at, they went and added that in in the special edition.
1: No, so, you know, I didn't catch it. The only thing I like the only time I think about Shin is when like Orb is being evacuated and like the battle's pit, you know, happening. Then I'm like, <coughs> no. "I wonder if I'm going to see Shin or like I'm like, "Oh, that could be Shin." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that burnt bunch of trees. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> That's what you uh, get for supporting the
0: coordinators. Anyway. <laughs> um so yeah, it's not going well. Uh, Mr. Klein, Lacuse's dad, he gets hunted down and killed by, uh, basically, Patrick Zala's uh, goons. Pretty brutal death. They kind of just barge into his house and shoot him.
1: Yeah, not even, like, an attempt to arrest him, you know? Nope. (laughs) Mm -mm. Well, like, politically, things in Zaft, I guess, were really unstable, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Patrick Zala really wields a lot of power in this this nation.
1: Yeah, I mean, say what you will about the Earth Alliance. Asriel still kind of has to go through the formalities of, of the, the little, you know, committee that they that they run things with. Yeah. <laughs> you can't march in there with goons with guns and, like, say, okay, <laughs> we're going to get the nukes. You he, he essentially kind of had to ask for permission and convince them.
0: <laughs> yes. Azriel smartly deduces that freedom and justice are running on nuclear power. And then we get a, a bit of a flashback. Very quick. Am I interpreting this right, that he basically hates coordinators because he got beat up by them as a kid?
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't know if that kid took martial arts or something, but he was able to fight, like, six naturals at once, right? <laughs> he did. He really just kind of, you know, flipped one one
0: way, another yeah. the other, and I was like, oh, we got Bruce Lee over here. Right.
1: So you, yeah, you picked the wrong coordinator to try to, like, gang up on because, like, if it was anybody else, they would have been, you know, they would have won. It would have been a curb stomp, but he picked, like, <laughs> the one guy who's, like, mom was, like, a jiu champion or something <laughs> in the plans. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, and then to make matters worse, I think Azriel's mom like slapped him. <laughs> He's like, "How dare you say you wanted to be a coordinator? When <laughs> you wish you were a coordinator!" Cause slap, <laughs> <laughs> bite your tongue, young man.
0: Yeah, so Azriel is is basically just bitter, and now he wants to kill all coordinators. Him and him and Patrick Zala are basically two halves of the same, you know, coin, yeah. right? They're the, the opposite sides. Uh, Azriel at this point wants to kill all coordinators. And Mr. Zala wants to kill all naturals. So you can you can see where this series is headed. This is also the point in which Kigali shows Kira the baby picture that she received from her father and explains that they are siblings. And uh, while an interesting revelation, Isaac, does this add anything to the story?
1: No. This just came out of nowhere, and it was like... I don't, I don't know how how long the writing process had been or if they were kind of maybe... not making things up as they go, but they um, had enough runway to change plots because for a while it seemed like oh will Kogali be into Hira? is this going right. to be something that yeah. happens it's very much a Luke and Leia thing right we're like totally what I was thinking she kisses him and Empire strikes back and then in the next movie you're like yeah that happened but like you should forget about it because they're brother mm-hmm. and sister and <laughs> She's yep. really gonna end up with Han Solo, so <laughs> they, they they wanted to you know be okay. Lacus would be with Kira, and then Athron would be with Kigali. Everybody lives happily ever after. You know? Yeah. So a lot of lot of plotting on that, but
0: not sure there was a real payoff there. Uh, one nope. thing that was really weird here in in this part of the story is that so Rao had captured Flay, <laughs> and was he using her as like his like little concubine, or like or, or what? What was the point of
1: that? I uh, it it was kind of like weird, right? Cuz also what was also even more weird was that nobody said anything about the fact that like he gave her a uniform, like she right. stayed in his room, she was mm-hmm. kind of his secretary, I guess. She right? slept
0: naked in his room. Oh, she did? Oh, yes. wow. There was some implications there, which is which is what I'm I'm wondering about. I wasn't clear if it was his room. Did you assume that was his room?
1: No, I assumed that I mean well, I assumed the one with the desk was his room. But she was sleeping somewhere else, maybe, or
0: well, there's there's one shot. I don't remember if it's in the beginning or towards the end, but you see her sleeping, and she's clearly naked. Was and it, you know this is this is Flay room? we're talking about, and she has wow. you know protection issues, and he he she starts like seeing her father, um, in him when he's like, oh, I'll keep you safe, Flay. And, you know, don't worry, this war is terrible. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Did they just decide that they really needed to make like a char Amro Lala parallel? Here towards the end And that's uh, why they
1: did this I don't think so Because like Flay's not Lala You know Like It's too different To be even close to Lala So I'm gonna say no They just made weird decisions We also see at this
0: point The Earth Alliance Launches a new ship Isaac Called The Dominion Yes And it's a black version Of the Archangel With a certain captain At the helm
1: Who is it? It's Nataral She's in, finally in command. She's going to run things the way she run things, and she's 100% loyal to the Earth Alliance. The She's back, Isaac. She's not a bitch. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, a lot of her decisions would have been right. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, she was saying a lot of truth back when she was number two. Oh, absolutely.
0: So at this point, everybody's getting a new ship. Apparently there's a new ship in development at Zaft as well, Isaac. Our bubblegum princess, Lacuse, apparently has access to this ship as well. So not only has she had access to the freedom gave it away, now she has access to the new ship that went along with the freedom and the justice. And it's called the Eternal. I guess she's the captain of this ship, but she has like a co-captain. And it's a man that's back
1: from the dead, Isaac. It's the Desert Tiger, minus an arm (laughs) and like an eye and scarring. He's back, Brian. Andrew's back.
0: Old Andy's back. I was super glad. I totally forgot that he survived. Uh, so I was legitimately surprised that he was back. I guess I uh, forgot about this plot development in the last 20 years. This is also around the time when Atherin decides to go have a talk with his dad where things don't go so well. I think Atherin is looking for confirmation of what will it take for his, his father to end the war. Does his father really want all naturals dead? Confirmed. And Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Zala is very upset at Atherin for, for taking the justice because it has the endjammer canceller. And he even shoots Athrin in the shoulder and says, uh, he has disappointed him. And Athrin has probably his best line in the whole show. He says, So have you <laughs> So I was like, Ooh, way to get back here, Dad, Athrin. You tell him. What did you think of that scene, Isaac? That was like the pivotal scene for Athrin in in the show.
1: I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a very well done uh personality turn i guess or development turn i should say for atherin it's in patrick's sinister purple light office <laughs> 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 i don't know why it's like that it you know someone should tell him it's bad for his eyes light- but lighting <laughs> is expensive in, in
0: the plants isaac
1: yeah yeah exactly and you know what coordinator eyes they can see in purple light um <laughs> <laughs> also like didn't patrick have like goons come out of like the woodwork and like point their guns at at his son (laughs) oh
0: he did yeah they all they all came in they all pointed guns at him if you were the goon wouldn't you think like this is awkward
1: yeah i'd be like all right this is a family squabble like there's no like i can restrain people but i don't think i'm going to be blowing people away (laughs) You know, yeah, you know, these are Zala people so they're ready to pull the trigger at a moment's notice good for Atherin he checked off the final check to put himself into the the group of neutral people the group of people that aren't with Earth Alliance or Zaft that were getting ready for the final act
0: so Natarl gets a new crew member in the form of Asriel so he boards the Dominion with his three boys if you're watching the show, you clearly know that you're, you're headed for like a mirror face off now, right? Between Natarl and Ramius. Yeah. At, at the end here with literally you know, Gundam ship versus yeah. Gundam ship. Yeah, exactly. The one thing I I noticed here, Isaac was that with Asriel's three boys, you had the five original Zaf boys plus Kira. That's eight opportunities to have a girl Gundam pilot. And we don't have one.
1: Yeah. I mean, this was uh, 2000 ish. So not, that long ago, but also um something that should have been done and is long overdue still.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because you you know, you had Ramius and you had Natarol, uh and you had yeah. K- Kigali, which are all strong characters. They're just not in a Gundam. I yeah. mean Kigali gets one at the end, but uh, you know, it's like yeah. two episodes.
1: Right. The the ones that we do see in Gundams, oh. are like it's the B team at, at Orb. <laughs> yeah, the X up- rays. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, I think they were the mechanics, right? So yes, they know how the machines work, but they're not necessarily the best at using them. (laughs) Yeah, just something interesting I noted. You're right. It's not good.
0: (laughs) I'm not saying it had to be 50-50. I'm just saying out of the eight, I thought maybe one.
1: Yeah, just because it's called a cockpit doesn't mean you can't (laughs) put a woman in there. Come on, guys. I might, I might be Blue Cosmos, but even I want women and uh, women pilots. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I'm not saying it's you know
0: uh, a knock on the show. It's just interesting that we have this sort of big movement today. and Now you go back and you and you kind of sticks out a little bit um, yeah. on the rewatch. So,
1: yeah, it's like wow, <clears throat> kind of glaring.
0: Yeah, in in this instance, complaint confirmed for sure. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and we do get our first go round with Natarl versus Ramius. And Natarl just kind of goes right for it. They have a talk, and Ramius says, "Hey, you know what? We're never gonna give in." And Natarl basically out outdoes Ramius, which is exactly what you think would happen. I mean, Natarl always always seemed more of a strategy person than Ramius. That's all. That's at least that's how i always saw it. I don't know about you, Isaac.
1: Yeah. Well, in Ramius's defense, like it almost seemed like command was thrust upon her, so yeah. she was never really in the mindset, as opposed to Natarl, who looks like her career path was I'm going to be in that seat one day. And if there's a war, I'm going to win it. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to, she'll cut someone to get where she needs to go. Right. Yeah. And she'll, Azrael coming on board. Sure. Whatever. As long as we succeed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: And she, she pulled a really cool maneuver here where she fires missiles like over to the side and the missiles stop for a long time. And then later on, she fires them. She like powers them back up, and then they, you know, hit the Archangel when 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 Ramius isn't expecting it. And I thought that was pretty neat.
1: Very clever, yeah. I think even Azrael, yeah, he was like, "What are you doing?" Like, did he did he say something sexist too? I think. Oh, I'm sure he did a lot, right?
0: <laughs> he, yeah. Probably, well, no, he uh, he definitely did right when he entered the. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, he clever. did right when he entered the ship. Right, he's like, "Oh, she's as beautiful as they say she is. Should I consider this to be a perk or something?" <laughs> Quite a battle happening here. Azriel's boys are giving Kira quite the, the runaround. They end up going into one of these colonies. All the players sort of end up in the colony. Rao, Mu, Kira, um, and it, it it just so happens to be this human development facility with a bunch of fetuses in all these like tubes, uh, which was pretty gross. Um, yeah.
1: How convenient.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we're going to cut it there for this episode. Next week, we'll conclude our review on the back half of Gundam Seed by asking all of our lingering questions, and of course, getting genesis Please like, comment, and subscribe. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, and on Twitter, at Colony Dropcast. Until then, keep those Minofsky reactors warm, stay safe out there, and have a great week, everybody.